I'm Julie. And this is a good story. It's hard to find podcast. We are two Catholic friends talk about the books and movies they love and the traces of the one reality that lies beneath the surface. Yes. Yes. And uh, we need to hurry and record because this corset is killing me. <laughs> uh, Why are you wearing a corset, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a line from uh, our movie this week, uh, Black Panther. <laughs> Black Panther, uh, 2018 Marvel movie. Um, it, it is the 18th Marvel movie. Man. Did you know that? <laughs> I did not. 18th. Yeah, I, I looked it up. 18 of them. Um, and there's been some since. In fact, there's been uh, one, two, three, four, five since then. So they're still going strong. You know, yeah. every time one of these movies comes out and I have not seen all 18. Mm-hmm. I'll just be upfront about that. But, and I see Stan Lee in them. Mm. I feel happy. Yes. I think yes. of how he struggled and worked and kept things going and had his vision of all these stories and this entertainment. And then it's grown to this recognition. I mean, he's dead now, but, and this fruition before he died that he was able to enjoy and yeah. glorify in, well, you know, mm-hmm. um, it just I just felt happy that he got to see a reward during his lifetime. <laughs> Me too. That was nice. Yeah. I feel the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, just just excellent. And generally, generally, I think Marvel these movies, um, pretty much all eighteen of them, generally, again, there are exceptions, right? But mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed these movies. They're I think that they hit the tone just right most of the time and they're fun. You know, they're just enjoyable movies. Yeah, they they mm-hmm. epitomize the comic books quite well. Uh, yeah, I agree. I think that's something that uh, the DC movies has not <laughs> been able to figure out. In fact, I, I, yeah. uh, Batman used to be my absolute favorite superhero. Oh. I loved Batman. But nowadays, I don't know. The, the, the DC movies just don't hit me like these ones do. They're, these are... Again, there's a, just an enjoyability, a fun about them, an entertaining thing about them that the DC movies, it, it seems like they're just so serious, maybe. I don't know. I think uh, so. Only mm. Wonder Woman is DC, isn't she? Yeah, she is. The Wonder Woman movie I liked very much. That was that um, caught the tone, you know, mm, of yeah. these more, mm-hmm. um, the fun and everything. And yeah. this movie, Black Panther, is probably my favorite of mm-hmm. the Marvel movies. Not that yeah. I would necessarily have, you know, a lot of favorites. I've watched, I watched the t- first two Iron Man movies. I've watched some of the Avengers movies. Captain America is my sweetheart. <laughs> as he should be all our sweethearts. But, um, you know, it's, I'm not devoted to them or anything, but gotcha. I enjoy them yeah. for just entertainment. And, but yeah. this one surprised me when we first went to the theater and watched it when it came out, because it had a level of thought behind it that I was not expecting. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. And it, it is probably the best one of the whole series. Um, yeah, they really did something special with this movie. Yeah, <laughs> they sure did. They did. Um, yeah, we, we definitely want to get uh, into the spoilers pretty quick, I think, because that, that's the, the most enjoyable part. But a quick synopsis. Um, okay, in movie one, no. <laughs> just, it's just going to take us 20 or 30 minutes, guys. It'll be minute. fine. <laughs> oh, shoot. The great thing is this is a standalone. I mean, it they, is, yeah, they, and they all really are, pretty much, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they show a little connection to something that if you watched, was it an Avengers movie where we see his father die? They kind of flash back to that. uh, That was actually a Captain America uh, Civil War, I think. Yes. Well, to me, it seemed like an Avengers movie. But anyway, (laughs) um, I can't keep track of these things. (laughs) That's what I have other people for, like you. (laughs) um, But Mm. anyway, so they, they did show that tiny connection where I went, oh, I remember seeing that happen. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's really separate. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Agreed. Um, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see how to synopsize. Um, uh, 
So it starts off, they're, they're in uh, California. It, it looks like in the 90s, you know, early 90s or yeah, something like that. they said that. Yeah, yeah and then um, this uh, Black Panther King comes and visits his younger brother, who is living in California, Oakland or something, mm-hmm. right? And um, says, basically accuses his younger brother of... Uh, helping someone steal uh, vibranium, which was can be used as a weapon. It can be used for lots of things. It's it's this uh, incredibly useful um, element that uh, the country of Wakanda um, has in abundance. But they keep it away from the rest of the world. They keep it hidden. In fact, the entire country of Wakanda is hidden. And they, they just keep it all away. So they're, the technology in Wakanda is better than anywhere else in the whole world. Um, yet they're pretty private and hidden. Um, but someone came in and broke in and, and stole a bunch of this stuff. And uh, the king of Wakanda was accusing his little brother, who lives in California, of helping this person do that, uh, steal that stuff. So... Um, he, well, in the movie, he says, uh, you need to come back with me and face the consequences of what you've done. And then they cut away from that. And then we see down at the um, floor of the building that they're in, there's some kids playing basketball. And they look up and they see a ship in the sky leave the top of this building. And, um, you know, they're awed by it. And then that's all we know at that point in the movie. Right. Then it moves on yeah. to the to the. To present the day. Yeah, to the present day. And then um, now we're, we're looking at Wakanda. In, in uh, Civil War, the, the first time we see the Black Panther, um, his father gets killed in a terrorist incident. The, so the king, I, I say his father, the, the king of Wakanda gets killed and um, the, the guy, let's see, gosh, why Prince is my T'Challa. T'Challa, right. He is now, um, he is now going to be the king and that's where his, this story picks up. So that was only like one scene in, um, civil war. Mm-hmm. And then now we're, we're picking up this, this T'Challa's story at this point where he is just now assuming the kingship of Wakanda. And, uh, he goes through those rituals and things. And, um, Yes, and then and again, this is in present day, like you said. So it's years after that event happened in the beginning or at the uh, intro to the movie. Um, then he's he's being king, and he gets visited by uh, you know the short version is he gets visited by this guy named Killmonger, who calls himself Killmonger, and um, who has claim to the throne, and. Um, I don't know how much to reveal at this spoiler-free area, but he's um, he claims to be the son of uh, the brother that mm-hmm. yeah that was killed that was killed. Oh, we, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that, that may be a spoiler because <laughs> I think I kind of felt like I knew he was killed, but maybe yeah, not. Well, yeah, um, at the beginning anyway. it just it just says "come with me" and then he leaves. Oh, I guess. And that's then it. Uh, later sorry, on, man. when he, uh, they're being told the story, we find out that. Uh, as the king was leaving California, he was attacked by his little brother, and and of course he was a Black Panther, and he <laughs> killed him. Killed Which is him. ironic in so many right. ways. So now that I think about it, <laughs> thinking about the real Black Panthers, mm, oh, um, mm-hmm. the organization, right, right, yeah, and yeah. so it it turns into a struggle both physical and moral for yes. running the kingdom. And of course there's the, the moment of death, both for the story and mm-hmm. possibly for the hero mm-hmm. where, um, you know, Killmonger takes over the kingdom. Right. And so, um, and of course then it all gets fought out in particularly satisfying way. But the interesting thing about it is the whole way through from the very beginning there's this debate going on over how Wakanda uses their resources. 
because right. they're they're using them to uh, and this is what made us want to go see the movie because we're like oh yeah that sounds okay but it's a superhero movie we don't care you know the big hype was it's a whole, whole black cast except for like a few people mm-hmm. it's all it's ryan coogler who's an amazing director also black and all this you know and the design's amazing and we're just like uh-huh but a friend had said <clears throat> she'd gone to see it with her kids and the ideas of what do you do do you isolate yourself which is what they're doing and just use it to keep not only the world safe from misuse of this resource this uh, vibranium and keep your way of life as much as you can or do you go help other people with it mm-hmm. do you because this is a debate that's going on <clears throat> and if you're going to go help other people what means do you use to help other people and there's all kinds of theories based on, you know, they were violent to us as, you know, an enslaved people. We're going to give it right back to them and let them see how they like it. And we're going to be on top to you know we'll just help in little ways where we can and the whole range of things. And that's more of a consideration of this whole question than I'd seen in a lot of movies, thoughtful movies that are coming out where people are just talking about things. Mm. So yeah. I was fascinated because you've got this real American um, argument going on here. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, and there, I are guess, par- there are parallels to lots of real things. You know, if you mm-hmm. think of nuclear power, for example, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, well, you know, we have nuclear nations in the world that, you know, want to keep everybody else from having it because of the danger of it. Right. <laughs> They're right. like, you know, this can be used for ill, but it could also be used for good. Right. It's the same yeah. same thing. And right. there's the inevitable idea too. Like I was saying, if I, I don't know when the black Panther um, comic book came out, mm-hmm. but there's, you know, the black Panther organization, mm-hmm. which espoused violence for civil rights um, the real clear, obvious thing is, is it the MLK, Martin Luther King Jr. way, where you work together and get peace for everybody in a nonviolent way, or is it Malcolm X, where you burn it down? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, um, anyway, uh, maybe that's past yeah, that's interesting the spoiler you, thing. But yeah, no, that's interesting that you put it that way. That's interesting. That's the first thing that occurred to me when they both went. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, burn it down. Yeah, and it's like, you know, well, if you extend that a, a little, um, you know, if if T'Challa kind of represents the Martin Luther King way of things, mm-hmm. um, you know, actually, I don't think that he does. I think that... Not precisely. I think that, yeah, I think Nakaya does, right? That, is that the girlfriend? Is that, is that her name? Yeah, his, yeah, his girlfriend? Yeah. yeah. She, actually, she actually really does, but mm-hmm. um, just when I first saw the movie, I was yeah. like, oh... Here's the two ways that are being represented. Yeah, he's a more of an isolationist than that because right, he's yeah. never questioned mm-hmm. the tradition his father taught him, which is this is how we do yeah, it. Yeah, he says we fight only when we have to, and that's how we've survived. That's kind of what he was taught, mm-hmm. and that's what he felt he should continue. And so his own girlfriend, right, um, mm-hmm. Nakaya, she is – like the villain in a way uh, has shared some of the same thoughts. We need to get out there and help these other people, but she is not of the burn it down type of mentality. She's like, let's go and be part of this and help everybody. Yeah. And, because yeah. Um, go ahead. And then uh, the villain is like, let's burn it down and start over and we're going to yeah. be on top when we do. Yeah. Yeah, so because when we first see her, it's and this is uh, the current day king, or mm-hmm. he will be king, crowned, or you know, royalty. Anyway, he's going to extract her from a mission that she's on, which is obviously to help these women and a boy who've been enslaved and taken away for human trafficking mm. by other black people. You know, yeah. because this is a this is this is the modern parallel to the ancient slavery where tribes would sell other tribes Mm. into slavery because it was just warfare to them. Yeah. Um, And so, but she's part of them. She's going to help free them Mm -hmm. and she's a spy. And so they have spies everywhere feeding them information, but she's one who's taking an active part in helping free people and make Mm -hmm. their lives better. And so, yeah, she's the middle way. Yeah. 
And I've always viewed Martin Luther King that way. No, he <laughs> and know? he is. You're yeah. right. It's the, but it, but one is the way of let's be peaceful. The other is the way. I mean, yeah. I, mm-hmm. Don't take me so literally. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's like you just said that way. That just spurred those thoughts. That's all. Yeah, no, I'm no, like, no. Yeah. You're absolutely because mm-hmm. as I was saying it, I was going. Well, he was actually a little more involved than uh-huh. that. There were, you know, he was yeah. out there working with the white people. No, but I thought it was a very yeah. interesting thing because it is really in a general way. That you're exactly right. It's two different ways. You know, in a way, you can say that uh, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X can. You know, maybe they have the same goal. Right, yeah. which which was the the most in, one of the most intriguing things about this movie was you listen to this villain, you know, this guy who calls himself Killmonger, talk mm-hmm. about why he's doing stuff, and you're like, holy cow, you know, <laughs> I think I might agree with like seventy five percent of what he's saying, right, and uh, that really causes a lot of internal conflict. You're you're like, well, gosh, what if he's right, you know? So th- that that's an that's a really interesting villain when you have somebody who you sympathize with. You're like, I oh, understand yeah. why he's doing what he's doing, but yet, you know, uh, T'Challa, I mean, is also in a spot where, you know, he's he's running the country the way he thinks he needs to, and um, now it's like, how can this conflict possibly be avoided? And it can't, right? Yeah. And also T'Challa has just assumed the leadership of his country. So he's had no time to even take a breath. Right, right. So even if somebody had come forward and presented some of these ideas, like the girlfriend again going maybe, hey, so now that you're king, mm-hmm. let's look at some of this stuff. Yeah. Um, and maybe he needed something to shake him out of his complacent ideas. Um, mm-hmm. And maybe not complacent, but traditional ideas, settled ideas. Um so that he really thought about it. And in that sense, you need Killmonger. But um, he hadn't really assessed the situation outside of anything than what he'd been taught, as you've said. So, and that's, isn't that what I was thinking watching this between January of 2018 when this, isn't that when this came out or Uh, I know it was 2018. I don't remember what time it was early. Mm -hmm. Well, it must've been maybe February Mm-hmm. Because when we were talking about it, we were working on the Beyond Kane marriage retreat, and somebody came okay. in and went, "Last night I went home with my family, and this movie was amazing." <laughs> like, um, mm-hmm. So, but since that time to this, you now have our whole society roiling up because of the loud people mm-hmm. who are talking about reparation. Um. The way, like, you know, and um, a very aggressive form of pushing back against what got black people to this country in general, mm-hmm. which is slavery. Yeah. And it's like, it's hundreds of years later, or a hun- however many years later, hundreds, over 100 years later, 150 years later, whatever it is. And it's like, I personally wasn't part of that, you know? Can we fix what's here and not worry about reparation for what happened before? But that's... That's the way Killmonger would look at it, though. Mm-hmm. And you can't say that the anger they feel isn't possibly justified. But on the other hand, what put those people in a position of power to be able to speak that way anyhow? The system that they're vilifying. Yeah. Which has taken mm-hmm. me off on a tangent. But it's mm-hmm. the thing mm-hmm. of you didn't have that attitude the way you have it when the movie came out that you do now. But this movie still applies. Mm-hmm. You have the oh, extremely yeah. angry people and the things that they're putting forward as, here's how I would like to see things fixed. And then you have the other set of people who are going, well, I, I do see your point, but we can't tear everything down. <clears throat> what yeah. do we keep? You know? Yeah. and it, it's, How do we rectify things? Yeah, but, I, can, I can see what you're saying. So the uh, it's an interesting thing to look at. At the very beginning of the movie, when they're – you know, this kid who we, we actually realize later is Killmonger. In fact, I mm-hmm. didn't notice that until I rewatched it. There's, oh. a, there's a little kid that says, you know, tell yeah. me a story. Well, he, he didn't have an accent, right? No, because he so, was raised in America. Right, yeah. I think that that was, that was Killmonger. Uh, yeah, 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 it was. So, um, mm-hmm. But anyway, and uh, a, a, a person with that accent um, tells him a story of, you know, this vibranium hit the earth and uh, then there was five tribes and the then he, he said the tribes were warring against each other and then they were unified under a king except for one tribe uh, stayed up in the mountains. 
and everybody's um, favorite then, tribe. Yeah, then we, oh, we see Wakanda of the modern day and everything's like really peaceful. You know, that's what, we, that's what we're presented with there at the beginning um, is, you know, it just looks really great. I mean, some it's of the visuals amazing. were awesome. Yeah, oh just awesome. Oh my gosh. And then yeah. later in the movie, they're fighting each other again. And you look at that and it kind of ties into what you were just saying. It's like, well, how do we get here? Mm-hmm. You know, how, and, and, and it was completely believable how they got there. Mm-hmm. Um, again, these, these different philosophies, um, you know, end up in violence, you know, and they're, they're killing their own people, much less, you know, dealing with whatever outside right. threats they've got. They're fighting amongst each other. And um, you can, I mean, it's palpable how, how it was hurting themselves. You could just yeah. feel it, you know. And that's a direct um, reflection on on reality. You know, it's it's this is something that we do to ourselves, and we get well, to this point where we're fighting like that. Yeah, and what was really kind of interesting is what was represented in the movie for Killmonger, and also for the head of the tribe that, and I don't remember the tribe names if I even knew them, but the mm-hmm. guy who's <laughs> the head of the people with the war rhinoceroses because oh, you know yeah. those are war rhinoceri. <laughs> anyway, the yeah. most amazing creatures ever. Yeah, uh, they um, he also feels hurt. The people who are wanting real violence and vengeance are represented represented as people who have felt a grievous great traumatic hurt in their lives Mm. that no one ever addressed yeah so the one guy even though his is lesser the the tribe leader his was that his father was killed by this guy right and he was promised vengeance for it by a not by somebody who's just a a thug um but quite a good one and um, he's promised vengeance for years and not been given it and so he feels like he's been shortchanged all this time and not listened to and um, of course, the other one, Killmonger, was given a much more grievous harm. He was—I still can't. I was like, no justification I heard was worth it. Um, mm-hmm. They left mm-hmm. the kid behind when they ran away from killing yeah, his father. I'm not really sure why they would have done that. Um, no. Yeah. It was to me the unsatisfying part do, of the do plot. Do you think? I don't know. You know, I guess. I guess any anything that we come up with would just be conjecture or us mm-hmm. putting stuff into the story. But, you know, could the king that killed his younger brother just think, oh, I don't want that line to be part of our, part of the, the stuff going on in, in Wakanda because there will be challenges and things like that. So if I just leave him here, then I don't know. That, that, that's, that's assuming that he actually thought about it. I think, yeah, the feeling I got more was he was like, oh, holy crap, what just happened? Yeah, and yeah. let's run. And right. they, I don't think they even gave a, a kid a second thought. That's, so, that fits better. Yeah. You know, um, and then later it's easy to justify not doing that because you don't want to tell anybody about your guilt. Mm. Yep. You know? Yep. So, and that was also kind of interesting, a, a bit of a subplot, the, you know, the hero with the feet of clay. Because T'Challa idolized his father, and then he finds out he did that. And when he's in the spirit world talking to him, he has to go, "No, I am not ready to die. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight my way back. What you did was wrong, and I am not accepting your temporizing. Mm-hmm. It was just wrong." Yeah. And in that sense, the the kid who becomes Killmonger was so wonderful because not only is it a gripping story that we understand, but it's that symbolism of people who feel so disenfranchised, so little power, so abandoned by everybody who's got everything good. Mm. And you can see where this desire to strike out for vengeance comes in. Yeah. Because that's all they know. <laughs> now, not everybody's like that, and not everybody has that happen to them. And even the people who have that happen to them, sometimes they're amazing people. Mm. They overcome it. Yep. Um, but... You can we can easily understand and sympathize, and I wonder in the casting for this because Michael B. Jordan, my goodness, what mm. a performance! He was so hate filled, but yet when he was on the screen, I couldn't take my eyes off him. Mm. He just had you know the camera loved him, and yeah. um, not to say anything against the T'Challa, Chad Bostwick yep. was that actor. Yep. Mm-hmm. He was also quite good. 
mm-hmm. there was something about Michael P. Jordan that just caught the eye. <laughs> Maybe it was the mini shirtless moments. I'm not sure. <laughs> it, it could be. There mm-hmm. wasn't enough dancing for me to, or any, to me really <laughs> judge him. But... <laughs> Oh, man. But I think you needed someone like that to sell the moment, to sell the personal feelings that were behind it. Because as it went on, and more and more layers were stripped away till the till the last moments that he and the king were together, um, you saw the hurt little boy that was underneath the villain. Mm. Yeah. He was fully humanized, in other words. Oh, he was. I mean, he was he was definitely humanized. I definitely, yeah, I, I sympathized with him a lot. You know, I, mm-hmm. I felt like, you know, this is somebody I could know, you know. And there were a lot of well-rounded humanized characters because when you talk about the girlfriend and um, the general, mm-hmm. you know, who both, they're articulating, here's another problem. Mm-hmm. The government has changed and you hate who's running it. <laughs> I'm like. Huh. Um, and <laughs> which is the case of a lot of people right now. Yeah. But what do you remain loyal to? The government or the personality? Yeah, that was that was you know yeah that was glaring right there. You had mm-hmm. you had people like okay, well here's someone who, um, I agree with. You know I think we need to go attack uh, people who have done us wrong, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so, therefore, I'm going to follow him. But yeah, never mind that he's you know grabbing an old lady in the in the underground cavern and holding her up by her neck, right? Oh yeah. You know, yeah, it's like you know this is... guy is brutal, right? He's been through a lot, but he is he is who he is, right? Right. And they're like they're ignoring that stuff for the philosophy or whatever the the personality or whatever you call it. And mm-hmm. then you have the other one who actually told her husband that she would kill him for Wakanda. Yeah, to the keep general. Wakanda, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and that's a philosophy too, right? So it's just like, man, you know, right, right. And in the end, his love for her makes mm-hmm. him yield, right? At the right. very end, when he looks around and realizes, wait, hold on, I have a moment of clarity. We are all killing each other. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I will yield. Right. But that's a tough thing, you know, and then she, you know, but she and her tribe, you know, followed, followed the, the king, you know, because he, he did it the right way, you know, even though they didn't like the result, she was, she was like, okay, well, we've got to serve him because he's our king and that's what Wakanda is. But then yeah, we they're... had uh, Nakaya who was like, no, I'm going to fight this kind mm-hmm. of in an underground way, you know. So you actually had kind of three examples of responses to that mm-hmm. that takeover. Um, very interesting, and so well yeah. done. So well done. Like I said, this was very compelling stuff, and um, and the look of everything. You know, um, if we get yeah. over that, I mean, how the technology that they came up with, how it was different from all the stuff we had seen before in this Marvel universe, and. Um, how it, you know, I mean, what do I know about African lore and things like that? I don't know much, but it it sure felt like it was part of that culture. Mm-hmm. It, it, it could have grown out of that African culture, the, the technology they were using. Um, well, and not really just cool. the technology, but, you know, mm-hmm. it was whoever did that production design and the costumes and everything. I mean, you know, the way that everything that we would recognize as um, tribal things, and I feel positive they went back to native design that was traditional for different peoples. Because, you know, the ways that, especially when everybody's in their ceremonial garb watching the ritual battle for the kingship, mm-hmm. and, you know, there are the people with the dots all on their faces, they're the designs of the costumes that look so somehow very modern and mm-hmm. chic, but yet also very much tied to a traditional past. Yeah. And then the building designs. So the buildings are like, they are skyscrapers, but they almost look like some of those big ant mounds, some of them mm-hmm. that you would see on the plains in Africa. And on some of them, there's thatch just around some of the balconies, like mm-hmm. you would have on a traditional maybe African hut kind of a thing. But and you, you, you never got close enough to see is, is this an integral part of the design? Is it just for decoration? But it all kind of conveyed that that link to the land that even though there's a populous city right there, 
on the ground, it feels like an African market. Mm. And so this is how they're melding tradition and technology and their heritage with their future. And it's in everything. And it was just, I, I mean, it's worth watching it just for that, if nothing else. Yeah, I mean, it was wonderful. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Loved it. Um, one other thing I did want to mention before we got too far away, because we've talked about, um, you know, the different philosophical ideas. There was one other one that I paid more attention to this time, which was the mountain people. Mm. And they're the ones who took their inspiration from gorillas. And so you have this wonderful gorilla holding out the balcony as they fly up to the <laughs> mountain or whatever to show, you know, where they live. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, and so they've got the short, like, gorilla fur-type capes. And when they're upset with somebody and want to um, interrupt them, they, <laughs> <laughs> And the thing yeah. is, is it so easily could have been a parody that, like, we would cringe from, like, in an old Tarzan movie. Mm-hmm. But this was done with such dignity and humor that you bought it, you yeah. know? These people are nothing to laugh at. They are a power on their own, and they have their own dignity. And um, they had the holding, they're the philosophical idea of tradition matters more than all this technology. Hmm. They weren't worried about the isolationism versus the getting out there at all, because they'd already isolated themselves even further. Right, right. Yeah, they had isolated themselves within the isolation. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there's, yeah, we're going to go up to the mountain. We're not going to join you guys. You right. guys are going to be under a king, but we're going to be our own. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so they're saying, you know, at the one point when there is a brief philosophical discussion there, um, they're saying, you know, essentially, we don't want all that stuff. Mm. And the other guy's going, this stuff is what keeps you safe. So you can live this way of life. Yeah. You think you can do this if everybody can just run over here and do whatever they want? <laughs> The so guy who played the the leader, his Mibaku, uh, Winston yeah. Duke is his name. He was awesome. I love him. Yeah. And this uh, one moment that kind of captures the philosophy you're talking about is when um, Nakaya brought him the heart-shaped herb yes. and said, you know, you become the Black Panther. You're, you can save us, right? Mm-hmm. And then that moment where he's like, you know... Nah, <laughs> you know, and then he's like, oh, I've got, uh, you know, I've got your man right here. I got something to show you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like the, um, and he doesn't even ever look tempted. No. And that's the thing. Yeah. He's totally settled and anchored in who he is and who his people are. Right. Right. Yeah. I guess I, the, I, the expectation there would be, you know, holding that herb and really struggling with, you know. Gosh, mm-hmm. am I going to take this power or not? But he's like, no. It's my chance. I could run things for all of us and make it right. Nah, nah, nah. Nah. That's not That's not me. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're mountain people. We're yeah. fine. And then once N'Challa is, uh, or T'Challa, once he's, once he's all back, you know, and he's, he's ready to leave, he's like, you know, please watch over my mom. I thought that was a touching moment. Mm-hmm. And he said, yep, I promise you I'll do that. Yeah. And then he said, now I could use an army. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> <It's> like no. <laughs> uh-uh. They do yeah. show up at the end, of course. They do. Because... They do. Yeah. But it was great because you really forgot about them. Right. Right. When they show up, you're just like, oh, yeah. well, them. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. But yeah, they kept true. They kept true to their philosophy. It's really great. Yeah. They yeah. knew who they were. And they weren't struggling to become something else, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they actually weren't even struggling. The only struggle we ever saw is when he shows up to challenge for the kingship mm-hmm. and says, "A week, I'm going to run these tribes my way now yeah. if I win. Yeah. And it's the mercy that is shown by T'Challa that is saves them in the end. Yeah. You know? Right, right. Or saves T'Challa anyway. It's like, so we're even now. Yep, yep. So also, good. Oh, go ahead. No, just so good. You know, just yeah. just loved it. And yep. that's the thing, because this is a real superhero movie. Watching it, I remember the first time I was just, you know, you're hanging on by the skin of your teeth. The action's moving. The design is just mind-blowing. The actors are all amazing. Mm. And um, so it's, and it's got all these thoughts and ideas that are being tossed around as they're, you know, fighting each other and whatever, mm. of how we're going to live and all this stuff. And watching it the second time, because I knew the story, 
it seemed like a much simpler, more straightforward um, superhero story. Like, oh, now it's time for a fight. Oh, now it's time for this. <laughs> but yeah. so it was the richness of the underlying ideas and what people are worried about that made it remain elevated. Because hmm. you can dress a lot of stuff up. Yes, but if it's yeah. just about a bunch of fights of good versus evil in the end, then, you know, yeah. there's not a lot of staying power for later. Yeah, you know, and and you do, you know, this being the 18th movie, you get pretty, uh, you know, if you watch them all like I have, you get pretty, <laughs> pretty tired of it. It's like jaded. Oh, here we go. You know, we're gonna we're in New York City. Uh, you know, they're gonna destroy some buildings. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, you know, here we go. You know, and they try to make it bigger every time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, th- this this is almost a retreat from how big the other ones were. Mm-hmm. Um, in in a way, because the, but but the fact that I sympathized or I understood so well the viewpoint of the the evil, if you want to call it that, the bad guy, mm-hmm. it made it really harder to watch because I mean harder. The, the I guess what I'm saying is the battles were more affecting because. Yeah. When they were fighting each other, it was like, no, you know, don't do that. You know, you, you don't want them to get hurt. Talk it out, guys. Yeah, talk it yeah, out. Talk use it your out. words. <laughs> yeah, you, that's that's great. That's perfect. But it's like, you know, yeah, you're seeing these guys fight each other and you're just like, what are you doing? You know, um, yeah, it's just, yeah. That, that's well, that's they, what I was feeling. And, and then when in, uh, in the Avengers, you know, when they're fighting uh, the big bad guy, it's like, you know, I don't have any emotional connection whatsoever to the people mm-hmm. that they're fighting. And it's just like, yeah, let's win, you know. So there's there's an excite the excitement is different, but there's no emotional reaction to what's happening. Yeah, and I would say I'm one of the people who the Marvel action scenes Mm-hmm. generally leave me extremely bored. Yeah. I'm always sitting there kind of checking my watch going, oh my gosh, oh, now <laughs> they're on an airplane and they're going to fight. Yeah. Oh, when will it end? <laughs> and it's not because I don't like action scenes because I was really surprised that I really enjoyed um, Wonder Woman. Mm. I liked those action scenes. They were choreographed really differently. And in this movie... I also really enjoyed the action scenes because not only was the choreography more interesting, but they had four different scenes going on at the same time, if mm. I remember correctly. Yeah. And so yeah. you had the underground train thing where the costumes would come or, you know, the, the protection of the armor would come and go. You had the um, war rhino and the soldiers fighting. You had, um, oh gosh, what's his name in the plane? Martin The Freeman, token yeah. white guy. <laughs> Martin Freeman. <laughs> Yes, yeah. doing a great American accent in I the plane. I that, yeah, it was fun. Yes. <laughs> well, I have to say the thing I liked best about that was we had just finished up watching our family series of the Bond movies at that mm, point, or we yeah. were in the middle of them. Uh-huh. And so I looked at this and went, well, yeah, it's a superhero Marvel movie, but it's really a James Bond movie. Yeah, it is. There was a lot of Bondish elements in there, right? The casino, yeah. the casino scene. Busan, and, yeah, yeah, the casino. And then, right, and then the fact that they're kind of in this worldwide, worldwide thing. You know, there there are different places in the world at different times. Uh, and yes. uh, Martin Freeman's a CIA guy. Yes. Yeah. And in the Bond movies, there's a black guy who's d- named Felix. Uh huh who always is turning up in the Caribbean or wherever James Bond is. And he's always the American CIA guy who will give James Bond a bit of a hand if he needs it. Uh-huh. So it was, they just flipped it like, Oh, here's your token white guy. Who's going to show up and do <laughs> yeah, it. Right. And he'll be the second banana, mm-hmm. you know, so to speak. Um, yeah. It's that it, it was just, I just loved all that stuff. And, and the inventions, mm-hmm. you know, the sister who is cute, oh, yeah. essentially. Oh, she was um, awesome. Man, I was, love her. She was. I could not get enough of her. I mean, I want. I want a movie with her in it. (laughs) She's the most adorable little nerd in the world. Oh my gosh! Yes, those are my people. I mean, geez. I love her. We need to get her and Spider Man in the same movie, like a whole movie. (laughs) I mean, seriously. Oh yes, and their babies would be amazing. Um, (laughs) Which is where Lady goes with these ideas. I couldn't. Um, (laughs) I really love that. Yeah, you're right. She's cute, right? She's yeah. cute, but she's she's funny and uh, she's just fun. 
Yeah. Well, and that goes back to one of the things I was gradually going to work my way to is this movie has got so many accomplished, influential women in it mm. everywhere. Yeah, for sure. Um, mm. You know, those those bald soldiers who were gorgeous. Yeah. And in the most amazing costumes, this is like a, you know, Buck Rogers type of a thing, you know, uh-huh. very grand. And then, um, and accomplished, of course, um, the girlfriend, the sister, even the, you know, Angela Bassett as the mother was just beautiful. Mm. Um, yeah. She didn't have much to do, but she was, but when she said, when he's like, I'm so sorry, mother, he's getting there for the coronation. And she says, I'm proud. Your father and I talked about this day. Uh-huh. And so she turned it around from being a focus on all those sorrow and loss to being, here's what you're going to accomplish for us. Mm. You know, give, empowering him with her praise. Yeah. I loved that moment. That's it was nice. statesmanlike yeah. and motherly. Very nice. Um, but yeah. So, and, and in the end, it's the girlfriend's philosophy that wins. And so, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And uh, that that's something that, that, uh, we should definitely say too, when we're talking about the philosophy and all that stuff, uh, T'Challa did change at the end, right? He said, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, and you're right. Nakia's philosophy is what won. And she was the one that was between uh, Killmonger and T'Challa. And yeah, uh, yeah so, so Killmonger did get something that he needed, right? <laughs> he got right. movement. He, got, he, I mean, he did affect him. Right. So... Yeah. Even though fighting him off it had to happen. Um right. and at the end I did love that they let us see his human side as his brother carries him out to look at the sunset. Yeah. Yeah. And then he chose death, right? He mm-hmm. said we can T'Challa said, you know, we can go fix you. You know, I have this sister. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he said, Yeah, we can we can go fix you. And then um he said, No, I'm not gonna live my life in a cage. And then yeah. the way he said it was really profound too. He, t- he talked about the people that jumped off the side mm-hmm. of the boats, you know, chose that rather than being enslaved. Yeah. And uh, wow, that was intense. Mm-hmm. Well, it it was because it he was the personification of um, that damage. Yeah. That modern personification. Right. right. And so it was really a powerful movie on a lot of levels. It spoke to a really modern. Um, need still mm-hmm. yeah yeah agreed. and i would say um i like the way it ends up in terms of you know what they're doing is they're making a big clinic and oakland's the first place they're going to do it i'm like poor oakland it used uh-huh. to be the ghetto and the bad place was always new york now it's always oakland and i'm like <laughs> when did this happen it used to just be a neighborhood didn't uh, it yeah. um or you know a little city across the bay or whatever <laughs> it was but um yeah. this in its own way is a real endorsement, not directly, but for the Catholic idea of subsidiarity. Mm. Yes. Because what they do is Good they point. take yeah. the help to where it's needed. They're going to help the people in the community by having a building there, by interacting with all those people and showing who they are and seeing who's there. Wow. And yeah. so that's, the, that's powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So subsidiarity is the Catholic idea that everything should be done at the the level that is the closest to where the problem is. Is that a good Yeah, it absolutely way to is. Say it? You know, and I that that's a wonderful connection. It is really interesting. You know, they, they go to the UN and they you know, uh, T'Challa says, Hey, we're we're about to help you guys, <laughs> you know, and then, uh, you know, they had some guy say, well, how can this farming thing even help us? Right. Yeah. But, um, you know, that made me think, well, they're going to go through the governments and everything like that. But then to go just directly to the people like that is fantastic. Yeah. You're, you're, you're bypassing all those roadblocks that you're about to hit. <laughs> right. You know? And the people that are going to want to, derail you for their own personal gain, political gain or whatever. But you're right. The subsidiarity, that's exactly what it speaks to is let's just go straight there. And every, so that's why so many things are done at a parish level Yeah. or in the history of the church, you know, saints have done so many things. You think of mother Teresa, she was just on the streets of Calcutta herself. 
um, wow. different, yeah. all these saints throughout history mm-hmm. who I'm going to go do it. I don't know what God's going to do with this. And he will build up, a, you know, whether it's a religious order or even a lay group, mm-hmm. uh, meaning uh, people who aren't religious or um, priests or anything like this, but just regular people who will do an organization. So you have um, like the St. Vincent de Paul Society who, um, as far as I'm, I, I guess that at the head may be run by a religious order, but in our community, it is lay people who, you know, they're out there doing home visits to people and distributing uh, money, and they have a little food bank where we, at our parish, and all these things they help with. That's because the personal thing is what people need more. Absolutely. Yeah, love it. Yeah, and it's the stuff that you any one person can do when they see the lonely neighbor or, Mm -hmm. you know, who I think of um, little little killmonger <laughs> and i think of who where did he go that night who yeah. took care of him how did right. he grow up yeah that's right and also the other interesting thing i'm thinking about is the cia guy kept pointing out oh this is how killmongers this is why he's doing this he was in the cia in the very you know toughest level of um, th- overthrowing governments and stuff or making things change. And this is what they teach you. So they were also pulling in government tactics as being the wrong way to do stuff. Mm, yeah. Very disruptive and harmful. Right. Yep. Yeah. That Martin Freeman's character was interesting that way, you know, and he was always wrong too. He's <laughs> like, yeah, I've got my intelligence tells me that that's all the vibranium that Wakanda even has. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, really? Yeah. No. And I loved his accent. That just made me happy. <laughs> <laughs> that was, they have gotten yeah. so good in the past few decades at doing American accents. Oh, Boy. Man. Yeah. Um, that. That's great. So how did you feel about the spirit world? This almost ties into King Peggy. Yeah, it almost kind of does, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I hadn't really made that connection until you just said that. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, yeah. So the the spirit world, they 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 take this herb, right, and they they uh, go see their ancestors. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was really cool. Um, but uh, but yeah, sort of. Uh, you know, you think about the communion of saints. You know, like we were talking about with King Peggy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, similar, right? Right, and it's mm-hmm. a comic book, so it's probably not really sure. based oh, on Sure, absolutely, anything. absolutely. It's <laughs> the idea of it, right? But yeah, and it was a good way to kind mm-hmm. of go, well, let me just check it. What did I, you do this, Father? <laughs> this is not right. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But, and that um, is the idea of, uh, you know, that was in King Peggy, right? So this mm-hmm. this is, you know, some real African heritage or, you know, African thought mm-hmm. there. So spirituality. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was just really refreshing to find a movie where everybody, all the way through the movie, even Killmonger, despite the fact that he had decided a long time ago, here's how you do things. And he was, despite our talking about his likability, he was evil and ruthless. I mean, he was killing people without compunction. He was, yep. Um, His girlfriend, I mean, all these various people and inciting them to do evil and harm to others. So. But um, everybody was continually struggling to find the right thing to do and to correct things if they thought there was something wrong. Mm-hmm. And yeah, super, superhero movies kind of do that. But usually I feel like they start off with a couple of simple ideas and then they just go for it. <laughs> then there's a fight. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> many yep. fights. Then there's many fights. Airplanes. Right. <laughs> we have yes. this big bad guy. He's amazing. He's uh, invincible. Yes. And this is why he's invincible. Look at this. Amazing. His head's made of vibranium. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then we have to fight him. Oh, my gosh. How are we going to do that? And that's what yes. the movie is about, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this one wasn't. Of, yeah, yeah. This one wasn't. And by pulling into this world that's isolated from everything, they that world was pretty big. Hmm. You know, yep. they made it big in a different way. Right, so right. I liked it. So I, I have been um, really impressed. You know, Disney is who owns Marvel, right? And I, mm. I really, again, overall, been a real fan of the movies. But if, if I can be cynic for a minute. Please. Um, how are they going to bring Killmonger back to life? 
<laughs> he said he's credited for the next up or sign for the no 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 he's not movie? credited uh oh. the, the director is ryan coogler right Yay. yeah which he was fantastic yes. really great oh yeah um but no uh there is nobody listed on imdb anyway for black panther 2 it's just announced it says what it says but ryan coogler is attached as director and writer we all but know. If I, if I, yeah, my cynical self tells me, well, they got to figure out a way to bring this guy back, which if they do that really, Ooh. really affects this movie, right? It really, I mean, the, the way that it happened was the right way. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it felt correct. And, and his choice to accept death rather than be in a cage you know, mm-hmm. or in jail, right? Was mm-hmm. it all seemed like the right thing and how that affected in turn T'Challa mm-hmm. and how it made him take the next step to what he needed to do. Yeah. You know, so he everything heard... followed, right? So, so I'm really hoping that they don't, <laughs> but uh, the cynic in me says, well, that's what they're going to do. They're going to figure out how to bring him back. Well, if Ryan Coogler is really in charge, he seems to be good enough at story. Yeah. I mean, uh, the things yeah. he's done have been very successful. I mean, look at Creed, I, which I didn't see, but I heard so much praise of. And mm-hmm. in in a sense, that was redoing the Rocky movie, flipping it, you know, of course. Yeah. But it brought back Apollo Creed in a sense. Of course, Michael B. Jordan again, who seems to be his muse. Yeah. And yeah. um Maybe he could, not with Killmonger, but with mm-hmm. something else. What else would he examine? Yeah. I mean, there, there's there's so many. I mean, it's completely wide open what he could do. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, I'm really looking forward to it. But, yeah. <laughs> anyway. But the worry. But I, the worry. Well, you know, it's a worry. It's not anything serious. But it's worry. just like, ah, they're going to they're gonna bring him back. and They better not. <laughs> Can yeah. I bring back the same actor doing something else? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And suddenly, this is uh, not Eric Kill- Killmonger. It is now Bob Killmonger, his brother. <laughs> he had another brother, one of those guys playing basketball. And oh this is him. No. And he's he's got a chest as well. Well, <laughs> I, I do want to say the and levels abs. of uh, mm-hmm. magnificent chest bearing in this movie were equal <laughs> to a Bollywood movie. And I greatly appreciated when, although Killmonger was symbolizing burning down the world, when all those plants are burning mm-hmm. and they're showing him from behind, just shadowed against it and, and that silhouette. And I'm like, oh, just give me a second. <laughs> there was not enough dancing. However... <laughs> If you had substituted dancing for half the fighting, I feel mm. we would have had a superior Bollywood-style movie right there. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that is they, funny They could have right danced there. their feelings out instead of fighting on the train line. Yeah, They yep. could have danced it at each other. That's right. That's right. <laughs> fear and regret and anger. And... Oh, shoot. <laughs> yep. So, right. So, I, I am looking forward to the Shuri movie. The, that girl, Letitia Wright, it plays Shuri. Oh my gosh, yeah. yes. That That's the next one I want to see. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I have no idea. That I think you'd have to get Edgar Wright to um Oh do. man, how cool would that be? <laughs> he, uh, he seems to me to have a feel more for that kind of a character. Yeah. But anyway. I, I hope I have this story right, but I think Edgar Wright wrote Ant-Man. And then things fell apart somehow. And he pulled out... Mm-hmm. And then it was taken over by someone else. Um, but uh, how, you know, in fact, I remember when I saw Ant-Man, there were Edgar Wright touches in it mm-hmm. um, that I that noticed. That they kept. Yeah, that they must yeah. have kept in from a previous version of a script or something. Yeah. But I was like, wow, that's Edgar Wright right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, that, that would have been cool. Anyway, yeah. um I have to say, I liked the idea of this being a movie that everybody enjoyed. Mm, yep. It was a mostly, well, just black cast with a few exceptions, very few exceptions. And then um, the friend who said she took her kids to see it, she said they were the only white people in the audience and everybody was just, she said, I loved 
being a part of this group who was just, you know, thrilling to every moment of it. Oh, that's cool. And yeah, mm-hmm. she's like, and we were all one. We were all thrilling to it. She goes, not the same way, but it enriched me seeing all the, hearing the things that they were saying, mm. you know, and it sounded like it was almost like what I've heard descriptions of Indian movies being like, where it's not like this silent watching of a movie. You're interacting with the screen. So people <laughs> be, that's right. I saw that. Uh-huh. You know, kind of uh-huh. thing. And she was just, she's like, yes. This is what it means to be one big group together. Nice. And I was like, yeah, I like that. I like that, you know, this is what can unite us. Yeah. This kind of thing. Right. That's great. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that all having that, those pieces of that conversation, Mm -hmm. you know, you can see all the points of view. Right. So. Yeah. Anyway. Very well done. Love it. Yep. Yep. Great choice. Good job, everybody. (laughs) You bet. (laughs) So for my next 18 picks, we're going <laughs> to... Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, we need stop. to pick apart these fight scenes. <laughs> you know, usually in the, in the, in the nerdy culture uh, in which I hang out, I, I'm not a comic book reader at all. I'm so, But whenever I talk to people about Marvel movies, you know, there, there's always somebody who's like, well, in the comics, they did this and then... You know, this is straight from the comics or whatever. Right. Um, Those are sometimes interesting conversations, sometimes not so much. (laughs) So I don't know if it's a positive or negative to have to have read some of this stuff. But um, I am surprised often at how much did come from that. Um, I know it's there. These are comic book movies, right? But Mm -hmm. it's surprising to me. You know. Oh well, yeah. This you know, Black Panther was like this and this happened and all that stuff. And it was all in the comics. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, but Black Panther has been around a long time. I remember, uh, Wesley Snipes, uh, way back. This would have been in the nineties. I thought Mm -hmm. he was going to be Black Panther and then he ended up doing Blade instead, which is also a Marvel thing. Oh, okay. So I never saw, is that a black vampire? Yeah. Yeah, okay. he's like a vampire fighter, but he's also oh. a vampire. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, kind of like an angel situation. Kind of, yeah. You bet. Not, I, I get not really, but right, right. Yeah, I have to use what I have to understand where we're going. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All I got. You bet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah, but you know, the, the, I'm glad that they waited, and I'm glad they did it. Oh you know, man, it's really yeah. Good. This was this is one that's a classic. Yeah. I so I wonder how the whole thing's going to go now. I don't know if you've seen Avengers and all that. Have you seen yeah. the latest one yet? Yeah. Okay. I was just curious. I did not watch the end game or whatever they call yeah. it. The two part. Yeah. They called it end game. Right. Oh, but then there's going to be more. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there's already a Spider-Man out. So it was, yeah. it was the end game for a minute. So I don't know what they're going to do moving forward, but yeah. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's not something I pay attention to, unfortunately. So but my problem with comic books anyway, Mm -hmm. is uh, for me, the movies are really the better way to do it. Because for comic books, I feel like the pictures just slow everything down. Mm. I'm just trying to read the dialogue (laughs) and go, oh, wait, who said that? Okay, and move on. Gotcha. So I'm not Mm. really made for the comic book situation. Understood. Yeah. Yeah. You bet. You know, a movie that I did see uh, lately, right before we close here, is um, something that you recommended to me, uh, The Spider-Man in the Verse. (gasps) Yes. Magnificent. Yeah. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And the art was just awesome. (laughs) Yes, right? Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Really great. Crazy. Just awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I... It was, I know I was thinking about that again this morning going, well, if we were going to watch another one, Mm. uh, another comic book one, I was like, I don't know if that's got enough in it, but wow, what a movie. Yeah. It was terrific. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was mesmerizing. Just, just loved how it looked and the story was good. Yeah. Yeah. That's one I need. I do want to watch again because it's in a completely different way than the Black Panther movie, it uses the production design and costuming and visuals and motion graphics and all this stuff to communicate so much more than just the story. Mm, Yeah. Really Mm -hmm. great. Right. Right. Well, cool. All right. So go watch that after Black Panther. Yes. (laughs) But watch Black Panther because it is good. 
Yeah. That's good. Well, if they stuck with us this long, surely they've seen it now. <laughs> you bet. Watch it yeah. again. Watch it again. You bet. All right. So coming up next is Lent oh. by Joe Walton. Yes. Yes, indeed. Can't wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's such an interesting book. All right. Cool. Cannot wait. Cannot you wait. gave it to me for my birthday, and I'm so glad. Oh, Thank that's you. nice. Good day. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. So we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. Yes. Talk to you soon, yeah, everyone. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.